Welcome back to the Strong Node Dev Diaries, Volume 13. I am your host, Brandon Coates, and joining me today, as always, we have CMO of Tokyo Labs, Angus Tukey. How are we doing today, Angus? Hey, Brandon. Yeah, doing well here. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, and we have a special guest today. We are Sans, the other Brandon, uh, the VP of the Metaverse, Brandon Sivret, not able to make it today, but our special guest, the big time CEO of Strongnode, Daniel Saito. Daniel, how are you? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me today. It is yeah, very early morning for Daniel right now, so we appreciate you taking the time to jump in on these dev diaries. And as always, if you would like to check them out over on Medium, you can check out the text version as well. Maybe you really want to follow along and get everything to know uh, there is about strong notes so you can listen to the podcast while you read the podcast as well. Well, the first topic we're going to get to today is the OGL smart contract timeline. It's something that we've talked about over the past few episodes as we have been progressing more and more with the smart contract. So Angus, what is the latest update on that? It's just a quick mention. As we always do, we give a quick mention to to anything related to OGL that's, that's changed uh, since our last dev diary. Of, although, of course, the Strongnode Dev Diary is uh, front and center about uh, what what's going on with the development of Strongnode Edge. Um, but what's so what's what's going on with OGL um, development on that is is progressing really well, and you can uh, uh, keep track of the of the uh, video developer uh, diaries um, that um, Mr. Coates, Mr. Brandon Coates, and Mr. Brandon Sivret. Uh, put up on uh, the Original Gamer Life YouTube channel. Um, I'd, I'd uh, definitely say to uh, go and check those out because they're awesome. Um, we're thinking about moving towards a video uh, dev diary for Strongnode here as well. Um, but of course, we don't have a, a shiny and, and awesome game to, to show off as we're doing that. So you're just going to have to look at our awful faces. Um, but you know, there's entertainment in that as well. Uh, <laughs> So um, yeah, the I, I definitely say go check those out uh, to keep up to date with everything that's going on with OGL. Um, but just a very quick uh, uh, nod to OGL as we do in our dev diaries. Uh, the, the smart contract is is pretty much finalised. Uh, the audit report um, from uh, Certic, of course, the, the big boys in the space, the, uh, the 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 gold standard is 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 complete, uh, pretty much. We're just not signing off on it just yet because uh, we are aware that uh, there could be some final changes uh, prior to TGE, um, and that's because TGE is also delayed. Where we just sort of suss out um, one sort of. Uh, development and and how far along we are in terms of when we want to do that tge to ensure that when we launch the ogl token there is uh something for for people to engage with whether it's the app or whether it's the actual full-blown metaverse itself um and also just you know looking at the market right because at the end of the day if you're going to launch any cryptocurrency uh any token uh that that what's going on in in the um you know, in the wider market, um, what the big picture is, is, is very important as well and, and should be taken into account. So um, right now, it's uh, basically ready to go. It's nine point, it's 99% of the way there. It's just waiting on that final sign off. So yeah, that's OGL. All right. So we got some very technical issues here that we're going to be getting into in this episode of the Dev Diaries. So uh, it's a really good thing that we have Daniel here because he's the brains behind all of this stuff. And uh, we're talking about the refining uh, refining the technology stack behind OGL dashboard and development. So how can you simplify that for somebody like me, Daniel? 
Well, the development on OGL, it, it's, it's interesting. Uh, we have a, a team that, a separate team that is actually developing uh, that Brandon's overseeing. And uh, they are working on various components, whether if it's the actual metaverse or if it's the, paint, the paintball game. Uh, but they are also working on a dashboard. Uh, similar to what we also have for StrongNote. But with that said, it's, uh, it's the same architecture where we, they use Electron, uh, which is kind of the tray table app model where uh, it's kind of sits right next to that time where you're, you know, it's that little icon next to your time thing in Windows or it's that little icon on the upper right-hand side on the Mac. It will be, you'll see that little icon and that's where StrongNode will live or OGL will live. And that's the tray table app. And, and from there, if you click on that icon, it, you'll have a QT, and that's the UI element, the, the UI framework that we'll be using uh, when developing the user interface for StrongNode or for that matter, OGL. This is the standard format of kind of how Windows or how you can have kind of a, a modular box kind of pop out from that icon. And you can actually see the status of your the, the dashboard or get access to said wallet or the dashboard, or for that matter, see the status of the service in that sense. Uh, you know, people might not like Electron because, you know, is it running? Is it not running? But believe it or not, things there are a lot of apps like, oh, sorry, my alarm went off, but there's a lot of say apps. like that app right there, huh? There you go, you know, chiming. <laughs> uh, the, you know, there's, there's, there's apps like 1Password and there's other things like the, uh, the VPN software or even for that battery thing. That's all Electron apps that are running there. And, uh, and it's just basically running in the background to say, um, to just uh, run those uh, resources to be able to be able to run OGL or StrongNode immediately on fly. So well, moving more directly over to the StrongNode aspect of things, we do have some development updates and also some payment logistics for DVPN. So what can you explain to us about that, Daniel? So we're actually making some good strides in DVPN, and uh, we've actually are doing a lot of the system level programming. We have a lot of the libraries together. Uh, we're actually still on task on release. And uh, with that said, uh, the payment thing is that we're actually adding the payment processor. So if you are not into crypto, well, I don't know how, I mean, if for those who are not yet in crypto and are interested in, but still using VPN, we also have a credit card option where you can actually pay by credit card. But most if, specifically, we also wanted to make our users uh, be able to pay through using SNE, naturally. Um, also, there'll be that are staking components through our StrongNode dashboard. And you can actually stake StrongNode at the dashboard. And then basically that will reflect on your emissions of how much you will get. Uh, we are working out on the economic model and we are finally finalizing the pricing model for our VPN. And it, it is an affordable VPN. And the idea, the idea is, is that uh, we want a VPN service that has several exit points anywhere around the world, but at the same time be, be cost effective and be and have that high availability so people can have access and get access to privacy. On the marketing front on DVPN, we actually released a op-ed piece on uh, VentureBeat and how privacy should be a human right. But if anything, we first addressed it with things like uh, how big 
big tech is stealing your data or is monopolizing on your identity and all the privacy around that. And what we wanted to do is, is that, you know, we wanted to start educating and start seeing how these trends of how these big tech companies are using your data and trying to capitalize on it. We saw this first example with a ruling from the FTC just yesterday where Twitter was fined $150 million for, for actually using all the phone numbers that are stuck in 2FA and be able to then use sell those phone numbers to advertisers. So wow. They can, I yes. didn't see that. Yeah. So they were fined $150 million. So I think Elon was right to uh, ask for bot checks and have the SEC check for all that thing before putting down a few billion dollars for Twitter. So yeah. Twitter has problems as well as Facebook and as well as all other social medias. So we really do have to think privacy in mind, hence VPN is our first product. And with VPN, we want exit nodes around the world where we can have journalists and or people who want their sense of privacies or citizens in, in very difficult countries that are regime related that, to communicate securely without the threat of them you know, being exposed. So with that said, we want to be able to be able to create a service where we can be able to provide an encrypted communication so you could talk to your loved ones or be able to communicate to the press or whatever, or do what you need to do to communicate online. So with that said, um, we are looking at uh, new tech in regards to this. And uh, we are looking at um, a lot of the, the, the security stack on this. Uh, with that said, um, Coding is doing well. I actually attended a dev call earlier today and briefed our engineering and thanked them for their great work. And they're very happy to uh, work with us and uh, and uh, continue building out code. And they're amped and upbeat. So that's good to see our dev team all happy and growing. So as we're constantly hiring new, new staff for Strongnode as well as OGL. And speaking of hiring, uh, I know what somebody's thinking right now as they're listening to this podcast. They're hearing Daniel explain everything. They're thinking to themselves, sweet holy rollers, I would love to go work for that company. Well, like he said, we're always hiring um, for a lot of different roles. One specifically that we're looking for are Figma designers. Angus, what are we looking for specifically uh, in regards to this? We are looking for designers, uh, effectively UX, UI designers. Um, uh, you know, you could... Perhaps they label themselves as graphic designers as well, but you tend to find that people of this of this sort of uh, level uh, would 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 uh, uh, talk about themselves more as a UI UX uh, designer. And um, we've we've mentioned Figma in particular because it's important for our uh, our current resources and our current teams that uh, Figma is is the main source of of uh, um, of of, uh, of where that artwork um, and uh, uh, and the designs would would live and uh, the files would would live as Figma files so that they can be easily sort of uh, um, disseminated and and used by uh, the development teams. Um, so right now um, we're on the look. We're on the lookout. Um, I should say rather than the look um, because that's half a sentence. Uh, we're on the lookout for um, uh, Figma designers. Um, our, our chief product officer, Mr. Gilbashan. Is the man who uh, manages uh, that team, and um, we are, uh, yeah, we're looking for anyone who wants to uh, get involved in the UI and UX design 
of um, Strongnode and, uh, and Strongnode Edge. Um, as many of you will know uh, from some of the snippets we've shared so far uh, and the designs that we shared so far, or if, or if any of you have, were, were lucky enough to get into the beta uh, or the or what I should say is the early access uh, program for, for the Edge, uh, you will have seen um, what we've designed so far, and we're looking to build on that. You know, it's it's uh, the the Strongnode Edge application is going to be multifaceted. There is going to be lots of different screens, lots of different options, um, and and eventually lots of different utility as well. Kicking off very nicely, of course, with the DVPN decentralized VPN service um, that uh, will you will of course be able to uh, earn Strongnode tokens, uh, SNE tokens, by being an endpoint and also um, uh, pay for the service using SNE tokens as well, or good old uh, stables or US dollars if you prefer that way too. Um, so yeah, uh, please do uh, reach out to us on our Telegram, uh, any of the mods there, they'll, they'll point you in the right direction. Or of course, you can visit our website, use our contact form, uh, drop us an email at info at strongnode.io. Um, and uh, if, you, if you're a, uh, if you're a Figma designer, UI UX expert, and you want to get involved, um, or you just want to uh, have a conversation to start with, then please do, yeah, get in touch. We'd, we'd uh, love to talk to you. Uh, and that extends, of course, to software engineers as well. Um, uh, you can, I think as Daniel can attest, you can never have too many uh, software engineers and developers <laughs> when, 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 when you're a, a, a tech startup like Strongnode Edge. Um, so uh, yeah, if you're, if you're in that game, uh, if, if C++, JavaScript and Solidity are your bag, then um, join us in our, in our open source mission to, uh, to build uh, some of the coolest stuff that um, Web3's uh, ever, ever seen. On the look, I think that's something that we'll start to coin at this point. Is that uh, we don't need to be on the lookout. I mean, look. I mean, let's let's think about this here. I mean, if you want to be on the cutting edge of technology, you can also be on the cutting edge of pop culture, and maybe on the look. That's a that's a phrase that's already streets ahead, and people will eventually glob onto that thing, and we're going to start seeing that thing spread like wildfire. There we go. There we <laughs> but, go. It's, like, it's, it's on the edge. It's a new, it's yeah, new exactly. On the edge. And one final topic here, uh, Daniel, we're going to come back to you for this, where we want to talk about the bridge and uh, some of the other cycles going on here. So how can you explain that uh, to a layman person like myself? So yeah, we're actually working on the bridge. Uh, the, the smart contract for the bridge has been complete. Uh, we're actually building out the UI elements right now and making sure that it, it speaks to the smart contract. And once we actually have that, uh, we are actually going to then go take it to the next step and get it, of course, all the smart contracts that make the bridge work, uh, certified through Certec, and that's the plan. Then after that's also, be, while that's being audited and certified, we're going to be also then testing the server from a black hat and white hat model where we're going to have blue team, red team, and, and basically tiger team the, the server and attack it from all different vectors. And we'll be using third-party uh, testing houses to basically make sure it's hacker-proof because if you look at all the bridges that have been all online, majority of them all been hacked. And so we don't want the liability Definitely with that said, we want to make sure security first and we want to make sure and ensure that the server is safe. And so if anything, we actually own our own servers. It's hard metal, it's, it's bare metal servers uh, that we've actually spread around the world and 
interesting locations. We are not reliant on cloud. Uh, we're not using Amazon. We're not using uh, Microsoft you know, or Amazon Web Services and nothing on the cloud. We own our own servers and we actually have about eight servers located, geolocated around the world, load balanced. And uh, we just now have to go through and do a security test and an audit on the smart contract. And when that happens, uh, we'll launch the bridge. And that is progressing really nicely as, as, as it's going. Um, we are also cleaning up a lot of the strong node ID components uh, as the KYC is being tweaked and uh, refined. And we're, we're doing a lot of the A-B testing of what worked and what didn't with our first immediate sign-ons. And uh, as we were tracking the, the, the user flow and how people were using the app and, and uh, from there, we are taking that data and kind of modif- making sure it flows and there's a lot, lot less friction. So it's it's basically a lot of uh, development and iterations of development and being able to just redo, recycle, and be able to always be releasing, similar to how the big tech companies do it and always constantly release, have constant two-week release cycles and just constantly be releasing code and we have an ethos in our company that we have to follow the three C's. If you're creating, if you're contributing to the company, if you're bringing in cash or if you're code. And so we follow the three C's principles. So, uh, but with that said, you know, we are an engineering first company and we are always, we believe in rapid prototyping and developing and iterating on products and seeing and kind of releasing it, testing it, seeing how the users work it and then take that data and then make the user flow much more smooth and seamless and kind of reduces friction. And we, we get snapshots and we get feedback and the community, our community is, has been responsive and has said, hey, you know, this doesn't work or that, you know, and they've been very helpful and we thank the users for those who signed up initially. And uh, we've taken those feedback and we've made some modifications. So um, additionally, um, our KYC, we've actually have some backend code that we've actually can see who is a trusted user and we added some more image recognition algorithms inside so we can actually have also a human layer as well as a AI layer to see if it's a human or not, if it's really you or not on the KYC. So a lot of it, we have a lot of automation going on in the background. So it's pretty cool tech that we're seeing. Um, but yeah, we, it's a lot of the, uh, team members are, uh, either we have the website of this team or we have the C and C plus plus, uh, side of the team. So we have a, a wide range of talent in, uh, engineering. So as we are an engineering first company, uh, we always welcome great engineers. So if you're interested in an interesting challenge and working on cool projects, again, as Angus mentioned, we're always hiring. Well, on that note, that's going to do it for this episode of the Dev Diaries. Uh, Angus, as always, I appreciate you being here. Mr. Daniel Saito, a very special thank you for staying up super, super late for us, for joining us today. And we will check you guys out on the next episode of the Dev Diaries, Volume 14, coming up here in a couple of weeks. Thanks, guys. Cheers, man. Bye-bye.